I'm in the studio with Jay Halim. 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 You are now in the studio with Jay Halim. What's up, y'all? It's your boy Jay Halim, and we are in another episode of Starve Talk. Listen, this feel like a flashback. Starve Talk in the studio. <laughs> you know, uh, all, all the things we've done, me and this brother right here have done over the years, you know, introducing me to this part <laughs> of the business. <laughs> First person to tell me I should get behind a mic. And I'm like, I was shook, y'all. I was, I was shook. It took me a long time for me to tell him that. But I, well, I had be like 13 years ago or something like that. I'm like, nah. Um, I had every excuse in the book, but to keep it all the way a buck, I was shook because he he was doing his he, like it was supposed to be for him. I didn't never see myself in this space, and so now you know this is my brother. If you know me personally, you got to know him. You probably know him as DJ Permiss, you know what I'm saying? But right now, he's he's corporate, even though he ain't got his tie on. <laughs> he got his suit and tie on. This is Mr. Hanif Wynn. Thank you so much, bro. Of course, I know it's, it goes without saying, but, you know, this is this is something long overdue. No, no problem, man. Thank you, my brother, for having me. You know, you, you've been nothing but a, a shining light in, in all of my endeavors. And so, you know how we do Iron Shopping Zion. So thank you so much for inviting me on the show, man. It's been a long time coming. Man, we got to get, we got to take them back just a minute, you know? Yeah. So they, they they don't know who Hanif is. Everybody know Permiss. Right. Permiss the musician, <laughs> you know, Permiss with the bars, Permiss who taught people how to rap, Permiss <laughs> with having his own studio, you know, make, like making sure people get their demos right. Right. But Miss right. hosting shows all up and down the East Coast. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh trying to put artists on in the hip hop game. But Mr. Right. Radio Personality. Wow. You wow. know what I'm saying? From on other individual shows to having your own show that you pay for out of pocket, that you created. Yeah. Something before podcasting, before it was a thing to do, you were doing it. Yeah. And so um definitely gotta put that out there. But thank you, man. What, what's what's the what's this? What did it feel like, man? When you look back over that situation, you just like you know that's a little bit of nostalgia for you, right? Man, I, I felt like Spacey Sprockets. Man, he took me back to you know back in time, man. Um, you know, it's been a journey. It's been a wonderful journey. Um, you know, my mom always used to tell me, I, I you know I always got to pay homage to her because you know she always just always was like recognize your talents and don't never compromise it. And so um, she's always been an advocate for that. And so everything that you've named periodically, I always wanted to feel like I wanted to, you know, put my hands on. And um, the beautiful thing about that is I linked up with so many good cats along the way, such as yourself, that can make those visions become a reality. So, you know, I mean, starting back from, you know, the grain, you know, starting back from Staten Island, New York and, you know, Park Hill Projects, you know, me in, 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 the, in the bedroom, two was in the mind, you know, and obviously that led to, you know, college and then, you know, college, you know, that led into, you know, the DMV, um, 
And it was just a beautiful experience from each of those things that you mentioned, you know, up until now. So it's been a magnificent journey, man. It really has. Now I'm going somewhere with this right now because you know, we're watching our history on television now. That's you know, you specifically, you got the Wu-Tang scenario out. You grew right. up in the same projects, you know, with the majority of the Wu-Tang members. Right. You know some of them personally, right? right. Then you start to see that they're telling the story about Biggie, Tupac, this, that, all the stuff from our era, that stuff that we live. Right. You know, um, when you look back at your own situation and you juxtapose it to what you've been, what you're watching on television, are you pleased with where we come from? Man, I you know, listen, I always tell my son and, and my wife, like, man, I'm I'm glad I grew up in that era because that was the most purest era of hip hop. You know, it was where, you know, people really took their craft serious. It's like everybody wanted to be a rapper or a DJ or somewhere in that realm of music because of what you saw. And I think back then it wasn't watered down like you really had to do the, the groundwork you know yeah. you really had to there was no you know there wasn't no um uh, internet you know there wasn't no the gram there wasn't the book you really had to go out here and hand in hand combat shake hands and kiss babies and um it was beautiful because you know when you know when when Wu-Tang came out, it was very inspiring for everybody that was on Staten Island. You know, like, you know, really, like what Go said, once you heard Wu out of the blue. Yeah, your family from Shaolin. <laughs> <laughs> it was very, it was very, very, very inspiring, man. It, it, it was. Um, and it was something that was real positive. And I'm, so I'm so glad I grew up in that time you know, where it could shape and, and hone my craft in this game of hip hop. You know, crazy enough back then, you know, because of what we saw, everybody wanted to either rhyme or they wanted to DJ. But as I started to swim in in, in the game and in, in, in my coming of age, I realized that there's so many avenues and facets to the music game. It's not just that. But I'm so glad I grew up in that era, man. I, I really am. You know, one thing that we, I, I'm reminded of is us sitting on the corner, listen to whatever album, you know, on the Purple Tape will forever be synonymous with me. I got shot listening to the Purple Tape, right? Wow. And so I just remember us arguing, and I'm sure y'all was doing it across the bridge. I'm in Newark, you in, in, on the island, about the bars, like what they said, the lyrics, what they mean, trying to decipher what they meant. Yeah. <laughs> and then... 20 something years later, 30 years later, almost, you can hear like these cats were actual prophets mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. back in those days. Like you just talked about ghosts. And if you ever listen to, you know, um, Glaciers of Ice, mm -hmm. his verse on Glaciers of Ice and how he was just running down on telling his team how we going to do this move. Not nothing, no, no, no um, criminal acts. He was right. literally talking about music. He was saying, I'm going to do this. We're going to do these shows. We're going to go on tour, sell. We're going to do 20 G's of pop for, for a yeah. show, come back, and then we're going, we're going to rock out. We're going to go do yeah. go all over the world with our wives yeah. and show our kids a different life after we do this. That's right. He was even telling his boys, like, chill out. Just hold on till I get back. Once I get finished doing this, this is what we're going to be able to do. That's it. 
And cats wasn't listening to it because they couldn't speak the language. They didn't understand the language of what they were saying. They were preaching then. Yeah. And so now we come, like, I am proud because now people are actually giving it the flowers it's supposed to have. And these kids get a chance to understand, and the world, the general public get to understand, like, those wasn't monsters. Those wasn't people glorifying, using, using drugs or selling drugs or murdering people. They were actually prophesying and telling people in their own way mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how we can win. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm definitely happy that people can see that now. It's like, you no, know, when they better late than never type of scenarios. Yeah, it is, man. You know, it was it, it was really that was that was I seeing in back then. You know, yeah. so it, it was, it was <laughs> Word. what was going on in the, in the most clever way. Um, you know, fun fact is some of the lyrics that was said 20 years ago, you still catching up today to, you know, to really like, wow, I should have caught that 20 years ago, yes. 20 years ago. you know, but, um, you know, that was the soundtrack, all of those albums, the Purple Tape, Iron Man, you know, um, Liquid Swords, you know, Takao, um, you know, even taking it out of Wu Tang, you know, like uh, Mob Deep. That that was the nice, soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, that was the soundtrack to my coming of age, man. You know, um, and even now, twenty five years later, it don't age. It's, it thirty years later, it still goes. It, it still plays in, in in my, you know what I mean, on my title and everything. So good music, it never it ages well, man. You know, as I, as I said, I was going somewhere because something else in the music that was in our generation that's being missed now um, that we took a long time for us to catch on to. It was entrepreneurship. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you look at the Jay-Z's of the world, you know, the reasonable doubts, the Damon dashes that was there, you know, orchestrating that situation, go back to ghost when he talked, you know, on the purple tape, Wu Gambino's, you know, he said it in his own way, but he's like, Joker's, robbed the armored car and they just did what? Like he said, you had this money and that money. Too bad you fucked up dummies. Like, why did you, why are you doing this? You could be doing this, this, this. Like they was, they was trying to tell us then. And one thing I love Jay-Z saying, I've heard him say recently, um, is that he always, he said that, you know, people want to mimic your ending, not your journey. Like they want to mimic your destination, the finished product but they don't want to mimic what you did to get to the finished product. Mm-hmm. And so they've been preaching to us for 25, 30 years about entrepreneurship mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and take it from somebody like me. We had these discussions, you know, and it's documented that in college I'm an entrepreneur and it was not celebrated. Mm-hmm. Oh no. Yes. It was definitely taboo. And, and we went to a black, we went to black college. So and they're like, what are you doing? You're real lazy. Mm-hmm. You should just get a job. <laughs> and then at the same time, they're shunning our music because it's our old heads. Like, what are you little listening to that? Yeah. When those cats was telling us <laughs> how to get to freedom. That's it. That's it. We didn't realize back then. Oh, man. So being an entrepreneur now, when you think, when you listen, because I know you never too, you don't, you're not even a step away from your music. Mm-hmm. And if anybody know you, that's why I say I'm going somewhere because you and your music that y'all, you know, one foot in front of the other, y'all walking together, right? So 
<laughs> Listening back to that music, how is that echo to you now as an entrepreneur? Do you feel that same thing like, damn, I should have caught this? <laughs> yeah, you know, sometimes I, I um and, and I understand everybody has everybody has their own journey. You you is a lesson in everything. Yeah. Um if I could turn back the hands of time, I, I wish I was taught that more. I wish that was more front and center. Yeah. Um then more or less, you know, you go to school and you get a good job. Um, and yes, that, that entrepreneur ear wasn't, the, the volume on that wasn't really turned up. Yeah. In my kind of age, although I saw it front and center, I just didn't really understand it. But it was always taught. It was always like, you know, earn your own, get your own, you know, have your own business. My, you know, my, my family was ingratiated in that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, but the music really promoted that, you know what yeah. I mean? Funny thing is all artists are entrepreneurs. It's their own craft, you know what I'm saying? And I think the independent scene, well, now is more yeah. popular, you know, than it was back then. Um, but yeah, it, it, it really uh, shined a light on that through the music. It, it really did. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, you ran through, you know, the, the, uh, the East Coast. <laughs> As 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 a you know a personality you know as a as a radio personality you know um, I've participated benefited from a lot of the things that you were doing you know when when I was running in the music scene with my artists and um, definitely thank you again for that you already know how we how we done it yeah. um, but then when you decided to say you know what I'm just gonna focus on being DJ Permiss you know and and just be be the artist myself. Because everything yeah. is hard to, to to switch up when you you you're the kind do it for everybody. You've been there for years, as I talked right. about. You know, hey, I'm gonna set up a studio so I can help other people. Let me teach you how to rap. Let me teach you what bars are. Let me teach you how to count bars. Let me help you get your demo so that you can do what you need to do. Right now, right. as an artist, you're focusing on you. What was that transition like mentally to just focus on yourself and not nobody else? It, it it was a beautiful transition, um, and and because I, I I connected with so many people, you know, along the way, and at the time, um, you know, I'm 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 in Baltimore, and um, you know, I always say, you know, Baltimore was a was a, was a time in my life where really allowed me to, to to find purpose, find you know who I who I am, who I was, and what I what I actually wanted to do you know, navigate through this thing and, and you know, uh, Baltimore allowed me to, to really make my bones and really, you know, navigate through some things. And um, at the time I made that transition, um, I got to shout out my man, um, DJ Twisted. You know, he was, he was one of the first ones that, um, you know, I was like, yo, man, I, I want to go ahead and, and jump back into DJing because you yeah, understand, you know, I haven't really touched a turntable since I was 15. Yeah. And so here I am in my late 20s. I'm like, yeah, you know, I really want to get back into it. Obviously, technology changed. It's no longer, well, there's two turntables and a mic. Now you incorporate computers and programs <laughs> and Serratos and everything. Um, and so I came to him and um, I was like, hey, man, you know, can you help me out? Can you navigate me through? And between him and... Um, my man, um, Mike, music, Mike, strictly mobile DJs. Um, those two really helped me 
mm. you know, get me back into the game, educate me. Okay, this is how you do. This is what it is. You know, come on, we have live sessions. And once I got it, it was like, okay. Now I was like, okay, how much do I need to get my own? And, um, you know, I was able to get my equipment up, get it together. And then, um, you know, we ready to rock and roll. Um, uh, Billy Live, I, I got to shout him out. He was I remember him. I remember him. Dope Live artist, Baltimore. Yeah, beautiful soul on the inside, man. He was the first. Once he found out, he was like, um, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm DJing. Oh, word? All right, I got your first gig for you. Yeah, do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, one of the first shows I DJed. And then um, it just kind of went from there. And then obviously when I got, you know, down south, you know, um, with you, you know, you 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 have a way, my brother, of throwing a <laughs> battery in somebody's back <laughs> in, a, in a positive way. And... Um, you know, at the time, you know, I tell this story. I, I tell it on your platform again. You know, this is now we fast forward. Now that what I just told you, like 2012. Um, so fast forward to 2015. You know, I'm in South Carolina. You know, me and you, we 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 on the pavement hard, and um, I'm frying some fish in the kitchen, and I'm telling you about everything I got going on. I'm doing this. I'm doing that, and you literally at my kitchen table. You look at all this equipment. And you like, yeah, that sounds good, Pete. But um, you 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 might want to get back into that DJ thing, and, <laughs> you know. And and to be completely transparent, you know, I I just didn't really know where to begin. You know, I, I'm I'm in Colombia, but I haven't been in Colombia in years. I'm so yeah. removed from the scene. Mm-hmm. I don't really know where to navigate through to. And um, you know, once I became like I had my mind made up. He was like, all right, cool. You lined up my first couple of gigs. And then from there, it just kind of took off. So, you know, that's it's, it's, it's a two-part getting back into it. But I loved it. You know what I'm saying? I, and I still love DJing. DJing is an art. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a, it's, you have to have a good ear for it. Yeah. And I love getting back, you know, into it and still do it to this day. You know, I'm an in-house DJ, so, you know, I, I you got <laughs> So, it, it, but it's definitely a, a love you gotta have for it, man. You know, um, to do that, and yeah. people are not celebrated enough. But again, as I say, I'm going somewhere because I made the change from in the studio with Jay Halene to Starve Talk because of the acronym Stand Tall and Reclaim Victory Every Day. One thing about people, they don't tell the whole story. Yeah, we've had those discussions offline where you know it can be. And again, I love this dude to this day right now, but it was a time I didn't want to hear nothing from him. And I'm talking like Eric Thomas because it was always the like the rah, rah, rah. And, you know, like I'm from North. That don't do nothing for me. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody yells. My grandmother yells. You know what I'm saying? Like that doesn't do it for me. And then it's just like you're you're telling me the end, the ending of your story. You don't tell me the other part. So it's like I get up at two o'clock in the morning. I'm like, well, how do you sleep? Because. If you're getting up two or three o'clock in the morning, you know, when are you going to get some sleep? But it wasn't until, you know, I I, I bought his book and I started studying. I'm like, oh, he go to bed at seven o'clock at night. That's not crazy. That's discipline. You know what I'm saying? That's a different level. You're not superhuman. You are human. You know what I'm saying? And then when he started toning it down a little bit and started giving you a little bit more, telling a little bit of the weaknesses, not like, oh, man, you don't sleep. You don't do this. You nothing. You're lazy. Like. I'm always thinking about other people. Yeah. And I know that my drive is not your drive, but that doesn't mean you can't be successful. 
That's it. And so for me, I'm just like, everybody has a story. Everybody has a path. So how do you stand tall and claim reclaim victory every day? And it was up to me to say, how can I get another person on my platform to tell how they go about doing it? Because right. how you do it is not going to be how I do it. Correct. And it doesn't make me wrong or you wrong. It's just we're just trying to win. I can only take from what you have and see what fits me, and I can incorporate that in there. But everybody likes to say, well, if you're not doing it this way, you're losing. Right, right, right. But I know that that's not the case with you. And so that's why I say I'm going somewhere. So I'm walking through your journey. And, right. yes, you did pick up, you know, you started picking up gigs, started doing things, and then, boom, you out of here. You you leave South Carolina and go right. back to go to another big city. You, you That was the plan. You went to the big city, went to the A. What right. was that like when you, you know, what was on your mind when you're like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm, I done already got some, you know, got my feet wet back. I got the turntables going again. Now yeah. I'm going back. To, now I'm going to Atlanta. What, what, what's going to happen now? Oh, Atlanta was uh well Atlanta was always the it was always the move. It was always the 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 point from you know from Baltimore to the Atlanta. Um, you know, so you know, I once I transitioned down to Atlanta, um, you know, me and my fiance at the time, she was my fiance, you know, we just talked about like, hey, look, I'm gonna, you know, out of the window. Uh, with at that time podcasting, so I'm like, I'm gonna go to school. Um, I'm gonna do this. Like I had the I had the whole plan laid out. Um, but I had my CDLs at the same time. <laughs> you know, um, funny story. Uh, um, you know, that's why they always say you gotta listen to your elders because your elders got wisdom. You know what Word. I mean? And um, you know, at the time in Baltimore, I'm driving. I'm, you know, I'm driving. I drove taxi cabs for like three years, three and a half years. And one of the one of the guys that I was driving with, you know, he was like, hey, look, man, you, you know, you're driving this cab all day long. You might as well just study and get your CDL. Cause I pulled up on him and he was had the CDL manual. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool. So, you know, I ended up getting that. So at the time coming down to Atlanta, while I did want to do the radio and, and, and the podcasting and everything, you know, I had to, you know, you gotta hit reality. Reality is you, you have a family to, to provide for. So I had the skill set of driving trucks, I had a CDO. And um, you know, that ain't take no time to land a job. And Atlanta is like one big networking hub. Whatever you want to do down here, you know, you know how to talk to people, you gotta you, you're a people person, you could do it. And so the transition was beautiful, it, you know, it really was. Um, it's like detour from my original plans. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it did, man. And um, that detour was beautiful. How did you take it, though? Because, again, this is your passion. But then this is the thing that you, this is a skill that you acquired. And, you know, nowadays the thing is follow your passion, follow your passion, follow your passion. Yeah. And yeah. I just put a blog post out, you know, a couple of weeks ago where it said, you know, I said, um, don't follow your passion. Take it with you. Yeah. Because, you know, passion is an uncontrollable feeling. It's a, it's a feeling. And yeah. it doesn't last always. Mm -hmm. But if you can harness it and take it with you to whatever you're doing, mm -hmm. then that can actually change some things. And so even though, you know, you've been past, this is what you've been doing since you were 15. You've been dealing with music since you were a teenager. 
Yeah. And now you have to make this change and say, you know what? I'm going to go full speed ahead with this skill set that I have to take care of my family. Mm-hmm. Like, what, 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 how did you feel about that? I know it was a good transition as far as, hey, I'm going to make some money and everything like that. But mentally, because some people are not going to take that step. They're going to, I'm going with my passion. They listen to a couple whoever videos and mm-hmm. forget that. And with my passion, my passion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Yo, Jay, I'm not even gonna lie to you. That that was that was very hard for me. It was mm. very, it was mentally, it was a fork in the road. You know, I think people like yourself, and that's why it's so important to really, really curtail and critique who you have in your circle to talk to, um, because that, that was a very vulnerable point in in my life. Is how do I make that transition? You know, of course, I'm in my mind. I'm thinking, oh, you, you know, you don't want to be a quitter. Are oh, you giving up the thing that you always wanted to do? You since, you know, you was in high school. Um, you know, what would your mom say? You know, mm. what would, what would the people around? You know, all of those things, all of those fears in your mind. I was going through, and I just, you know, I just sat back and I prayed about it. I talked to you about it. And I just say, you know what? Let, let me just put all the cards on the table and what makes sense at this particular time. And so once I, I made that up, and that was, that was that was a process. That wasn't like a one, two, three, <laughs> that took months. That's what, that's what we need to hear. That's what we yeah, need to hear. Like, that, that took months, man. That took months. That took a lot of, that took a lot of inside pep talks. That took a lot of prayer. That took a lot of everything. That's 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 one of those situations that, again, people need to hear that. It's yeah. not an overnight situation. Mm-hmm. But again, as I'm saying, because I know your story and I want people to understand it, like I'm going somewhere because yeah. I'm walking with you. All, all, you know, the, all the entrepreneurship situation, when you stepped out and you said, I right, I'm going to go ahead and pay for my own radio situation. Right. People mm-hmm. wasn't talking about that. Still a. Uh, low that's on the low like you can go to a radio station they probably won't even say yes you got to have some back alley connections to be able to get that deal you did it right yeah you know then you came down south and you jumped out you started doing djing by yourself again right now you know yes you went and took a job right mm-hmm. but you but not even a year later <laughs> All of that come back, come you know, all that skill set, all of that entrepreneurial scenario, that practice, yeah, paid off. Yeah, talk about it. Yeah, so um, you know, I, I, I was working at a um, I was working at um, trucking company down here, and um, it was a good company, real, real, real good company, man. Uh, one of the best jobs I like I ever had. And, um, you know, coincidentally, that's where I met my business partner today. And, um, you know, we, we shared the same visions, the same goals and everything like that. Um, so, of course, I, at that time that I meet him, I'm still telling him, like, yeah, you know, I'm going to school and I'm, I'm, I'm the DJ and doing the podcast <laughs> thing. So, you know, and I think he was, I think at the time he was wanting to do real estate and he had some other things going on. Um, but the particular department that we was in, we saw that we saw that it really wasn't going in a direction for growth. Um, 
we 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 saw that it, it was going to you know dissolve the department, and so we kind of saw the writing on the wall. So before we became, you know with casualties of that, we was just like, well, hey, look, man, um, why don't we just put a trucking company together? You know, literally like that. Like, hey, you, you know, what do you think about starting our own trucking company? And that though, that's we, we decided that I think February of um. Oh gosh, February of uh, eighteen, we had those conversations, um, and it was it, six months of prepping. Yeah. How we do this? How we gonna do this? How we gonna do this? How we gonna do it? You know. And um, no, you ain't just for jump out in, in one month, huh? Like everybody else, like they said no. on social media, you ain't just fall out into it, right? No. no. <laughs> we should. <Sure>? <laughs> Oh, we did our, you know, we did our research. We did the market analysis. We talked. No, we don't do those things. Yeah, no way in the world. <laughs> you know, we, you know, we talked to people. How do you do this? How do you do that? You know, it was, it was a lot of pre-gaming, a whole lot of pre-gaming. And, um, you know, my partner jumped out there first, you know, um, he got his truck first. And then six months later, uh, I came right behind him. Um, and, and got my truck. And then for the next year, um, me and him was out in the world in this trucking thing, just figuring it out from my own operator standpoint, you know, and we made a lot of mistakes, man. No, 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 no. You ain't make $10,000 a week. Like, like I, I, every day on Instagram, I get something, you know, swipe up. And become a truck driver. Swipe up, get your own trucking company. You can get $15,000 a week right now. You don't have to worry about nothing. You can do this. There's no way in the world you didn't do that. Let me tell you something, man. <laughs> My first, uh, let me tell you something. I go, I, I get the truck. You know what I mean? I can't sleep, right? I go, you know, I make my way down. I, I buy my truck. You know, I'm excited. I'm like, yeah, you don't take the picture. And I'm driving on um, 85 North in Georgia. As soon as I get off the exit, all the lights on the dash light up like a Christmas tree, right? <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, right? Um, turn out I had uh, batteries dead, you know, new alternator. So already I think I'm, I'm not even a weekend. I didn't even run my first load. I'm $1,500 out the pocket. Wow. You know what I mean? And the caveat of that is the, the people where I bought the truck from, they was like, oh, yeah, you we'll fix it for you. You just got to bring it back down here. And they're two <laughs> and a half hours away. So <laughs> I don't want to risk driving the truck back two hours, you know, two and a half hours away just to get a freebie, you know. So yeah. that was the journey. And um, it, it, it was that it was a lot. We made a lot of mistakes that first year, but we persevered through it. It's it's crazy. That's crazy that you say that again, because I, I I want I want to hear that because again there's that there's that victory again because you on your first day, your first day the lights come on. There's no way in hell you know you go to the car dealership and you go copy a whip. I don't care if it's your Honda Accord or your Mercedes, you uh -huh. know, and all the dash lights go out. You are living. You are throwing stuff. You in there? Uh -huh. I need to talk to somebody. Tell me, so I am not taking this. <laughs> I, and look, I did that. I sent emails. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, you know, and they're like, oh, yeah, well, we'll fix it. 
You just have to think, I love you. Like, yeah, y'all would say that. You know what I mean? Oh, so, man. I, like, Jay, I, I feel defeated on the inside. I'm like, and of course, I just left this nice, cushiony job, right? Right. So now I'm like, did I make the right decision? Did I make oh. the right decision? Did I, you know what it is? But I tell you, man, it's that prayer. Mm. It's that prayer is that God is like, Stay in it. Like, I got you. I got you. Just to stay in it. It's going, it's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. And I, I, I never gave up. And then look back, you know. Um, so that that was that was rough. It's yo, look, but it's 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 rough, but it's right. Yeah. It's, it's accurate. Yeah. It's accurate. Yeah. And this is what we want to tell accurate stories because I promise you, somebody gonna hear this that has a truck and company just jumped out and had the same problems, gonna be like, yeah. Yeah, that's right because you're looking on the internet for these these stories and they're not there because everybody made ten thousand dollars their first week fifty thousand dollars their next week and now they're millionaires with the trucking business yeah you know what i'm saying everybody like i, I i've never i've never seen a trucking company have that issue it's yeah. either it's one or two extremes either they own the operators and they're never starting their own company they just own the operators or they're millionaires yeah, I've never seen the you know your story. Even though I know that your story is the one that's more prevalent, but they won't tell it on social media. Not at all. And it's not just you; it's to help somebody else. Right. It's to tell somebody else, like you know, because again, as I said to him, I'm saying to y'all, we going somewhere because I know that I know what the story looked like, and I know what the end <laughs> game looked like. But I need you to see, you know, for education purposes, for stand tall and reclaim victory every day purposes, like. It, it, it ain't all roses. Yeah. But every time something pop up, and when you can knock it down, that's the win. Yeah. That's the win. When you and somebody else are walking down the street, on the same street, mm-hmm. but y'all just across the street from each other, and it start raining, this is the difference between you're the one that's just walking and not crying, not going crazy, not flipping out, and that's the person that's losing their mind across the street. That's it. That's the difference because... It's going to happen to everybody. It's the same rain. Ain't like that rain got fire in it and, and the rain across the street don't. It's the same rain. But it's something about what's going on inside of you. It's something about, you know, the prayer that he said. It's something about how you got your mind fixed on what you're going to do. It's going to make you act differently when, when, when adversity hit. Because it's coming. Not before it comes. Not to beat it so it don't come. It's coming. You can count on that. It's coming. How are you going to deal with it? So you you went through all of that. I mean, and I can I could probably pull up a couple extra ones. Like, like not too long after that, the truck was stuck in the ditch or something like that. Oh man, you got a good memory, man. <laughs> that was like what? Like in the same month, though, right? Same month, yeah. When See what I'm saying? Rain, and I'm stuck in the ditch. I'm like, oh my gosh, man, this can't be life. Yeah, so, you ain't get that pulled out of a ditch for free. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. people need to hear that. You know what I'm saying? People need to hear that. So, all right. I don't want to... Look, yes, yes. It is, a, it is a good part to this. It yeah. is a good part, right? So, you 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 get through all of that. Mm-hmm. And you, you, you learn some things. You drive all over the country. You see some things by yourself. Mm-hmm. But you did something that, you know, you told me, and I know, you know, we all know somebody that drive trucks. 
And they were like, man, I ain't never doing that, man. What, why, why he doing that? You said, I'm going to really make my own company and have my own authority. Yeah. What was going through your mind and how did your previous entrepreneurship experiences put you in the mindset to go to take it that far? Um, well, man, you know, it's really about what, what, what me and, and my partner was, was deciding was like, Hey, look at the drop of a dime. If anything goes wrong with the company that we leased up under, they could pull a plug and, you know, we left hole in the bag, mm. you know, so we, we have to figure out something where the, we're not in the box and not to say that the company that we was leasing up under, they was a phenomenal, it was a great company, you know, one of the best companies around. I tell anybody to go there, you know, but it was just that time for us to grow. Yeah. Um, and so it, it the, the process actually was beautiful to, to get, you know, our authority and, and, and have our own trucking company it was, it was beautiful. Um, once we made that our mind up, we figured out how much it cost to do it. Um, I, I want to say we, we started that talk in like, uh, January, I think, yeah. Uh, January and um, and then by June, I think June first, that was my birthday present. Yeah, you know, around that time is when we, you know, got a fully active authority. So, and within that six months of time, um, again, you know, we met people, complete strangers, you know, people along the way. Um, and one thing I, I love about the trucking game and the trucking industry is. One person know another person, and then another person can connect you to this. Everybody has a service. It's just what service fits your needs and your criteria that can make it work. Word. Um, and during that process, it was beautiful. It was it was one of the most greatest things ever. So how did my previous entrepreneurial skills help me during that time? Well, I knew we had a goal in mind, and the goal was to get our authority. And nothing could compromise that goal. I understood the assignment. Word. And so it meant for me to be away from home a um, couple of days, maybe weeks at a time. Yeah, we're going to do that. You know, did it mean that, you know, sometimes, um, you know, uh, events that was pre-planned, we had to cancel that to get to where we needed to go. That's what we had to do. Yeah. Um, you know, did it mean that we as owners had to suffer for a little bit to get there? Then, you know, we did that. Um, but it, it was it was definitely worth it. And so, and trust me, during that time, we heard a lot of people say, oh, why are you going to get your own authority, man? man I, <laughs> and don't get me wrong, like, whatever floats your boat, that, that's good for you, then, then do that. We just wanted more out of life, and we wanted to expand this trucking game to like no end. Like we wanted yeah. to, we wanted to see what it was. And so I got to take it back to, you know, when I drove a cab, you know, if, if, if there was any sort of training skills and tenacity on um, where to get it from, I think that's it. Cause the cab is like, you, you, you kill what you, you know, and for the longest period of time, I used to ask myself, why am I in this position? Why am I doing this? And now I understand why. Yeah. You know, 
um, the lesson was was the the, the lesson was learned, and I and, and I understood that. So, yeah, it, it it was a beautiful journey to get my authority, get our authority, um, and, and and it was really beautiful, man. I went trading for the world to get there. One of the things that I see out of your story in this that that path is that you know you been in positions where you got comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. And so you talk about a cab, you talk about a DJ, you know, these are things like, again, like you say, you got to eat what you kill. And, you know, once you've done the, the job, you know, uh, you got, you, you fired every time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if that's your last ride, <laughs> get another job. That's it. Right? You got to go find you another one. If this is your last gig, you know, it might've been sweet. You could have got a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars, whatever. But that's it. You know, you still got to find somebody else to pay you tomorrow. That's it. And that's so it. this muscle memory that we go through, because a lot of times, and, I, and again, going someplace, a lot of times we do something and we think it's not worth anything. Yeah. Or it didn't amount to the money you make with a trucking company. So that was worthless. And we don't realize that this was the stuff that was getting you prepared. Yeah. Yeah. To get these things. If you didn't walk down that path, you would be just like that person saying, you crazy as hell if I'm going to go get my own authority. <laughs> but yeah. you've already been in that situation because for all intents and purposes, you know, when you have a cab, you got to pay for that. You yeah. already paying and then you got to go figure out how to get your bread. When you a DJ, you pay for all this equipment. You got to figure out how you're going to go get the bread. Like you've been figuring it out. Mm-hmm. You've been comfortable in that situation. So having a safety net wasn't the thing that, you know, that wasn't going to be the thing that, that hooked you. Yeah. It might hook you for a little while, but mm-hmm. even another thing I'll let people know too, without ha- when not having that safety net does to you, it's an addiction. Yeah. It's an addiction. Eating what you kill. I'm, I Look, it's going to be hard to find a wolf that don't want to go hunt. Yeah. You can have him or her in the house trying to feed them all you want. After a while, they're going to go out and they're still going to go out and try to hunt. That's it. You know what I'm saying? So uh, if you are a hunter or if you've been ingratiated into hunting, you're not going to want to stop hunting. Yeah. You're not going to want to stop hunting. So that's why I asked you that, like that experience. All I can see is I don't know how I'm going to get it there, but I'm going to go out here and get it. That's it. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I don't know who going to get in my car today. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, I'm taking all the precautions I can possibly take. It could have been an axe murderer. But I'm taking all the precautions I can possibly take, and then I'm going to figure this thing out. But I'm going to get paid. That's it. That's it. That's a different situation. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing, me knowing, knowing who you are, mm-hmm. you know, I think that getting that authority space, you know, it took you to another level to be able to open up doors for other people. So talk about that part, really crossing over to the entrepreneurial space where you can provide opportunities for other people. Um, you know, that, that, that was a, it was a great experience as well. It definitely was a, and, and we're still learning, you know what I mean? Each, each level that you get higher and higher, and higher. Um, while yes, it's a, you know, you pat yourself on the back, like, man, we get it. We did it. But it's also a, a learning experience as well, because now you're responsible as a business owner. You're responsible now for other people's households. Yeah. You know, you're responsible for other people's livelihoods. And so, 
there's a level of um, huge sacrifice now that one has to bear and one has to take. Yeah. And so one of the things that, you know, um, myself and Alton, what we wanted to do was we wanted to, um, we wanted to separate ourselves from the pack. You know, we, you know, we wanted to create a sound um, uh, working environment for drivers because we, at the end of the day, we work, we are drivers, still are drivers. So we kind of get like the inside peek behind the curtain as to what's the heartbeat of drivers? What, what do they need? What do they want? You know, what are some of the gripes? And so, you know, when creating um, a package for our drivers, we you know, we knew that we wanted to pay, you know, uh, above average, you know, we wanted to give certain things that, you know, a, a, a typical mom and pop trucking company may not be able to offer. Um, we wanted to do that um, in a whole. Um, and, you know, it, you know, when we got our first employee, we was happy. It was like, okay, <laughs> you know, um, and then we got employee number two and then employee number three. And then before you know it, it just started to, you know, started to grow. Um, and, but what we also understood that sometimes growing too fast might not be the best thing to do, mm-hmm. especially coming out the gate. Yeah. You know, um, sometimes fast growth is not good. We always heard that on our way coming in. We didn't necessarily understand it. Yeah. So like, ah, we, you know, we, we, we kind of bypassed that, that, that hazard sign, like, Ew. but now we understand, you know, yeah. um, growing fast is not good. Um, and then also, too, sometimes, you know, as a business owner, everybody else got to get paid before you get paid. That's you the know? scariest part. That's the part that they, they look. That's when people check out. Yeah, 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 yeah. sound real good. Yeah, they don't understand that. You know what I mean? Hey, you know, uh, everybody, everybody got to get paid. And then after everybody get paid, you know, if. And I mean, if something, if, is <laughs> if something is there, then that goes to you. Yeah. Um, but again, just what you said, coming from the background I came from, I understood that. Yeah. So yeah. while, you know, it, it wasn't foreign, you know, um, I understood it. You know, yeah. Alton understood it. And so um, that, that was a learning curve. Um, but you know, with everything, again, 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 you know, God kept keeps us grounded, you know, Word. keeps us grounded, you know, through everything. Um, so that was an experience as well. I always say when people ask me, like, man, Neve, how's it going? How's everything? I always have to say, man, it's a beautiful adventure. <laughs> <laughs> On oh, the adventure, you don't know. You don't know what it is. <laughs> Lions, tigers, and bears. Oh, yeah. my. Right. So, um, but yeah, man, we, you know, understanding that, putting others before yourself, um, and just giving people value. Yeah. Within your company, um, that's pretty much how we've been able to sustain. It's 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 um. This is one of the biggest questions I got for you because you know um. Again, this is a real question, and this is the question that a lot of people don't glamorize. But you you spoke about being a married man. Mm-hmm. 
you know, when you in the situation as fast as you did, you know, mm-hmm. you jumped out and in a matter of a couple of years, you know, you like you said, you keep going. You got multiple employees. Now you ain't got two employees, just an assistant here. But then you got you know, you got a lot going on in a few years. And you also talked about being away from home for weeks and you talked about all of that stuff. How is it how important is it? for you to have a sound situation at home in order for you to be able to grow a business like you have? You definitely have to, um, communication, uh, communication and understanding, you know, your partner has to understand what you're doing. And I, 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 I try to include her in much as possible. And of course, some things I try to shield her away because I don't want my wife to worry about all of the things that's going <laughs> on because it's like, oh, but you know, stuff that I know that she needs to know um, for it to make sense as to why I'm gone for long periods of time, yeah. why my time is very tight, she understands. But we had this conversation even before we left South Carolina. So before there was a trucking company, you know, before there was, I'm doing this full time, me and I had a real long talk. And I asked, I said, you know, babe, are you ready? This is going to be a ride. This is going to be a ride that you've never experienced before. So, you know, I need to know that you're ready. If you're not ready, let me know now. And I, I completely understand. And she was like, nah, I'm, I'm riding with you. Whatever we got to go through together, let's, you know, let's do it. And I, I got to say, like, she's been, like, the most supportive um, anchor um in my life in growing this and i always tell her you know um it takes a special person to be a trucker's wife (laughs) (laughs) there are a lot of things that you endure you know what i mean um while i'm away you know running a household is a job in itself yeah i commend you you know you grow you 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 raising our son you know a lot of times when i'm not home where you know we could go to a movie or we could go to a basketball game um, so this is a part of that sacrifice. Yeah. And so she understands that. And she really um not only does she understand it, but she sees the end game. She knows what's the, what's on the other side of the coin. So if I hang in there just for you know, hang in there with this, I know we'll be set for life. Word. And that's and that's a beautiful thing that that we have with, within us. Now, you know, sometimes it's it's a little tough. but that's the humanistic side in in the both of us but we're able to communicate that with with each other and get past those little hurdles and stuff so there's no way that you will be able to be where you are right now if y'all was beefing all the time about this if y'all didn't see eye to eye no no not at all you know it's crazy um you know one of one of my one of my drivers i could tell you know he was uh he was having a rough day and um you know, he was like, um, you know, uh, you know, he, he he's usually the reserve type, but on this particular day, like I called him, I told him what his uh what his assignment was, and he snapped, like he snapped at me, right? He's like, you know, so of course, and this is a part of you know being a business owner. Sometimes you 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 can't let your emotions go back, right? Because you have to take the more got to think before you say. Yeah, diplomatic. Right? Be a little bit more diplomatic. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and calmly just said, "Okay, um, okay." I said, "Well, let's 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 tone it down for a little bit." 
you know, I I just want to say you 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 having you're not having a good day today. What's what's going on? Because usually you're not like this. And then he just broke down, just told me everything was going on at the crib, you know, with him and his girl. And you know, I guess she didn't really understand why he's out so many hours, you know what I mean, and everything. And um, and so in that split second right there, I had to take my you know boss hat off and I had to put my man hat on. And um, I said, well, hey, look, man, you know, in, in some aspects, you know, I, I totally understand, you know. But at the end of that conversation, he felt a lot better. He appreciated the fact that I could relate to him. Yeah. Um, and yes, you have to. I, I couldn't do this if I had a, a a woman at home that didn't understand nor cared to understand my line of work. Only thing she under, only thing she sees is the fact that I'm not home. Yeah, I'm not spending time and everything. And you know, we, we couldn't, we, we 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 couldn't, you know, bring the union together. Yeah, if that was going to be the narrative. Man, I love it, man. Listen, I'm, you know, we had these discussions, man. This is strictly for you guys. Me and this brother, we talk <laughs> all the time. <laughs> At the same time, you know, starve talk again. You know, um, I know his story, but I want you to tell these individuals that what does the acronym stand tall and reclaim victory every day mean to you? Mm -hmm. Um, Look, man, um, you know, I came from an environment that of, of the have nots. You understand? I I. I came from a place where, um, you know, you, you, you really had to um, be very strong-minded. Um, you had to understand that life is not always going to be this way. Um, I, I, I remember those days where we really, um, you know, the, the refrigerator looked bare. Uh, clothes wasn't the latest clothes wasn't really accessible to 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 me and my sister um mom made the best of it yeah one of the things that allows me to stand tall and reclaim victory um is the fact that i saw my mom do it and she did it at the age of 40. um she made a lot of mistakes in the past but she was able to do that and she did it in a major way, major way. So going back to your earlier question that you asked me um, about uh, entrepreneurship, really her and my grandfather was my very first um, insight into running your own business. You know what I mean? Um, both of them ran community centers. My mom mm. did it in Staten Island, he did it in Brooklyn in Marcy Projects. And so I understood that it wasn't always easy for them you know, some days I'll come home and, you know, this is in the very beginning when my mom was building, um, you know, her cultural center. And I was, I'll be like, man, why is she so mad all the time? And I'll come <laughs> home, she'll be like, do you make sure your homework is done. And then close the door, bam. I'm like, man, what did we do? And he's like, well, what was going on? But little did I know that, you know, she was just, waiting for a grant, waiting for a proposal to clear. You know, she had business things that was going on. And, I, you know, I was too young. I didn't understand that. But we never went a day without, you know, w- without having some type of meal in our stomach. 
We've never went a day without, you know, having clothes on our back. Might not have been the latest clothes, we had clothes, you know, right. we never got evicted, you know. We 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 she made do for us. And this was without the resources of what we have today. So seeing her, I have to follow suit. Yeah. Right. I I I have to do that. I have no excuse why I can't. And it ain't had don't got nothing to do with the white man. It ain't got nothing to do with <laughs> the game giving brothers handout. Nah, man, we we not doing that. Um, and then uh, you know, as as men, we have to. I feel like it's my sole duty to um, make a difference in my son's life. Right. I have to be an example of what he sees, you know. Um, and so. I know I can't repeat. I gotta break the cycle in my family. Yeah, I could break that cycle in my family. That's gonna and me standing tall and 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 reclaiming the victory. The victory is breaking that cycle. That's that's in our family of poverty yeah. and, and and not leaving something for my children's children. So if you know if 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 us building um, you know JW Supreme allows if that's gonna be the conduit to do that. I'm down for it. Yeah. Let, let's do it. If, if it's if a part of that is me telling my story, you know, on your platform, my brother, and, and meeting some genuine people such as yourself, you know, you know, let's do that. And and let me say this too, man. Um, you, my brother, yeah, you, you gave me flowers for the last hour. So so <laughs> let me let me give you your flowers for a minute, man. You know, you uh you have been nothing but a, a, a true blessing and allowed me to shop in my vision a hundred percent, a hundred percent. You know what I mean? You, 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 when I first came to you and I said, yo, I, I linked up with some good dudes down here and I'm thinking about building a trucking company. As always in your true Jamal Washington form, you always said, all right, how can I help? Where can I assist? You know what I mean? Let's, let's, <laughs> about it. Let, let, let's do it. And so meeting people like yourself and having people in, you know what I mean, in your circle yeah. allows me to continue to stand tall and reclaim my victory. So I, I, I think I'm on a crash course of doing that. Yeah. And um, there's no giving up, my brother. Man, you doing it. It's not even the crash course. You're doing it because, again, um, as you grow, it's going to be more things that you have to deal with. But as I tell people all the time, you know, um, it's, it's a lot of times because the world goes in, in circular motion. So a mm -hmm. lot of times it's, this, it's the same issues. Mm -hmm. But if you choose not to get stronger, it's going to continue to affect you the same way. So That's like when, when, when your parents was giving you a spanking, you know, as you as the world keep turning, you get older, that same spanking don't hurt no more. Not at all. <laughs> it's the same person. They hitting you with the same belt, shoe, whatever they hit you with. You know, back in our days, we got whoopings like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but you, you couldn't. You know, it, you, it didn't. You didn't feel it the same no more because you got numb to it. You grew. You got stronger. Mm -hmm. And we can't turn that off when you turn eighteen, and you can't turn that off with life. Your job. I put on social media the other day. I said the worst place you can be at is where you were last year. Yeah, because if you are still in that same spot, you're going to get hit the same way. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it's coming around. Whatever was bothering you that day is going to come back around and you're probably getting weaker if you're yeah. still staying in that same spot. So 
your goal, our goal is to continue to go forward. It's continue to stand tall and reclaim victory every day because every day is a struggle. Every day is some fight of some sort, you know, but if you can go to bed at night, put your head to pillow and understand that you were a conqueror, understand that you survived, you won, you had victory. It didn't beat you. You beat it. Mm-hmm. Man, that's something to, that's something to want to go to bed on. A lot of yeah. times we go to bed defeated. We want to get up under. Sometimes we want to get up under the mattress, not under the cover. <laughs> we want to get up <laughs> under the mattress. But yeah. Yeah. when you start realizing you can hold your head up, even when you're resting, you can still hold your head up. You can hold your chin up. You know, because a lot of people sleep, but everybody don't rest. No. You know what I'm saying? It's a big difference. It's a big difference. And so when you can do that comfortably, mm-hmm. you know you got victory. You know you're winning. You know what I'm saying? No matter, It don't matter how much money you have. You know, your chapter five and ten is not my first beginning chapter. That's and it. we have to stop looking at other people because people showing you the finished book. Yeah. You know, they're not showing you the start of the book. And so that's why I say I'm going somewhere because I know I know your story, but I know people needed to hear real stuff like because it'll be all cut out. Man, this brother is a successful truck trucking company owner. In a few years, he has multiple trucks, not just one for him and his partner. He's employing multiple individuals. He's doing that. And that's that's all you would need to hear to for him to try to sell you something. Mm -hmm. This is what I've done. So you can do it, too. But he needs to tell you that as soon as he bought his first truck, it was, you know, all the lights went off on it. It was in a ditch a week later after that. Then he had to spend all his money. He didn't know what the hell he was going to do. He, you need to hear that yeah. to see that he overcame. Then he overcame. He overcame. Because I'm tired of hearing people tell people that entrepreneurship is the easiest thing in the world. Yeah. It's the easiest thing for you to do. And so they pass up the job, which you didn't do at first, which made it easier for you to go ahead and do your business. When I'm saying... <laughs> Brother or sister, go get that job. Yeah. Go get that job because we can't be glorifying knocking the nigga upside the head to get some money. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's not what we're doing. So go take the $8, go take the $10 or $15, whatever. Learn something, put some money in your pocket, get your credit together if you can, and then go out there and take what's yours. Yeah. So yeah. that's what's standing tall and, re- and reclaiming victory every day, getting stronger every day, you know, yeah. building growing, you know, and then, the, you know, educating the other people. Because if you really want to be strong, like you talked about me, my job is to make sure that whatever pitfall I fell into, mm-hmm. that that hole is filled up before you come. Yeah. You will not run over a pothole that I hit. Yeah. Because before I keep going, I'm going to fill it up. Yeah. So when, if you got to go over, your tires going to go over there smooth. That's the only way we're really going to get right because keep trying to make your kids or the next generation or your partners go through the same thing you're going through. They're going to be just as bitter, maybe even more. Yeah. They, they might not be as strong as you. Your kids aren't as strong as you to handle that. Yeah. So yeah. build a platform so that they can grow and go higher and go higher. And if you are blessed enough to still be on this earth, they'll take you with them. That's it. That's it. So again, I appreciate you, bro, for always being so genuine, always, you know, stand down. Like I said, your whole situation has always been about putting other people on, you know, since the day I met you 20 plus years ago, it's always been about putting other people on. And I know one of the things when you are that type of person it's very, very hard to think about yourself. Yeah. It's very, very hard to do that. It's very hard to pull off the gas and start thinking about yourself and start saying, you know, what, I got to do this for me. Yeah. You feel like you, you know, you feel like you're doing you, the wrong thing. 
but yeah. it's not. You can't pour from an empty cup. You That's know, true. you got to build up. You got to get you got to get fed yourself. You got to grow so that you can actually do what you need to do. And then when kids is involved and you have a wife and you the man, you got to take care of everything. You have to have something to bring home. It's all good. You eat with me, bro. But I got to bring home my fair share. That's it. So that my family is good and they're growing. That's it. So, you know, I know how hard that is. So I commend you on doing that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I commend you on a success that you already had. And I'm just thanking God for you um, for what's about to happen. Thank you, you know, man. in your situation. No doubt. So let everybody know about your company. Let them know how to find it. Tell them y'all hiring. I know y'all always hiring. <laughs> <So> <laughs> if you're in the area, let them know what's up. And that's what we want to be able to do. So we want to be able to high- highlight that. We want to be able to highlight that Joker's got real companies and they actually got real opportunities for people to actually be able to make money. So let them know about all that good stuff. Oh, uh, man, Jay, man. Um, thank you, man, for having me. Um, JW Supreme Express, LLC. You know, we based out of Atlanta, Georgia. Um, you find us on um, Instagram, uh, Facebook, everything. JW Supreme Express. One E between Supreme and Express. Um you know, definitely holla at us. JWSupremeExpress.com um, is the website. Um, you know, give us a call. Um, you know, definitely hiring. Um, you know, love to hear from you. See, you know, see what you have to offer. Um, but I'm, I'm elated, man. Thank you for the opportunity today, man. Hey, you already know, bro. You already know. And, day, man. and if y'all seeing this, you seeing all that information on the screen. So listen. I know all y'all know somebody need a job based out of the Georgia area, but I know in the surrounding areas, if you are in the surrounding areas, you probably can still get on because they got stuff going on all around the area. So um, if you in the South Carolina area, different parts, maybe Alabama, something like that, you can probably still get on and get yourself a job. Stop fronting the government, not giving out that much more money anymore. So, <laughs> so it's you, over. yes, you know, the, the honeymoon is over. Go get that gig so that you can get right. I promise you. I told him I've re- driven across the country twice in, in like two yes, months. Yeah, man. I told him that I got, I, I need a CDL at this point. Cause I, I did that thing mountains all over the prairies and everything like that. So yeah. go get your job, man. But again, you, you guys know how to find me. www.jhalene.com com or www.iwonstarve.com you can go and find the, the podcast go to starve talk on youtube um subscribe so that you guys can see all the videos go ahead and also subscribe to the audio portion of the podcast and tell some right somebody about this again we're trying to get you jobs we're talking to you about other stuff we're not fronting on this podcast we want you to get some real information so you can take something away from it you don't have to pay to hear this information and we're not going to cut it short so that you only get the glorified version. So whatever you going through, hey, we got something for you. So go ahead, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Stay connected with us. And if you are connected, you know we'll see you next week. But in the meantime, stand tall, reclaim victory every day. Love y'all, man. See y'all next week. I'm in the studio with Jay Halley. 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 You are now in the studio with Jay Halley.